0: So so today we finish our our country music sermon series of two sermons. But but I didn't didn't get to the the song that I get really excited about sometimes that um, I'll put something together with. It's, um, oh goodness, what's his name? Uh, Toby Keith, Let's Talk About Me. Anybody, Anybody heard that or seen that? It's really good, and it's just like... What? That's a Bible song? Well, no, we make it into a Bible song. <laughs> uh, okay, um, but anyway, we've got we've got we got one today. I never knew last week that so many people would like relate to like country music, the song, and emotion. And uh, even if you hate country music, there was like some principles that are biblically um, promoted that uh, I thought we could use, and we did. And it just, um, thanks be to the Lord, it, it, it paid off uh, nicely in that way. Um, before we start, though, um, we had, before, before this, there's the review. Do we do that? Go to the review slide first. So how will you live out the days Jesus has given you? Remember Psalms 139? We got our number of days that's, written down before one of them would even begin. And so the neat, the neat part is, is that, well, the challenge was, did you get a chance to speak kind words to others this week? It's funny, my wife and I went out to eat Last week, <laughs> no surprise, Don, you go out to eat all the time. Okay, um, but anyway, we went out to eat with a, with a lovely couple last week, and um, in the parking lot, she goes, she said something, and she goes, that wasn't that nice, was it? Sorry about that. Would you forgive me of that? I mean, it was right after the sermon, and it's just like, usually I'd be the one that's doing that and saying that. And so it was just so neat to see the Holy Spirit at work right after we left. The challenge becomes for all of us is, did those kind words continue? Because 1 John 1, 1.9 says, if they didn't, we confess our sin uh, before him as Christians. Did we get a chance to extend forgiveness to somebody this last week? It's a big question. Forgiveness. I mean, we just were going to step out and say, you know what? This was a real bad time in our life, and I know that we haven't talked in a while. Would you forgive me for my part? Would you forgive me for my part? I never asked you that. And then they'll say yes or no or whatever, but, but you've gone to bat for the Lord in the sense that you're going to get healthy when you and when we get a chance to do that. And then finally, it was Psalms 90.12, Moses in the wilderness so teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. When you learn, when I learn of the brevity of life, and the fact that I could get a diagnosis terminal this week, I hope, God willing, I won't. But but it sometimes takes that before we'll count the number of days, and we'll value them, and we'll just walk so closely. Because it says if we'll do that, if we'll if we'll encounter God like this and know the life, the brevity of life and we count those days and we mark those days it says that we may get a heart of wisdom <laughs> I, don't, I don't care how you interpret that that's a good thing <laughs> it really is a good thing, so that's a review from last week, uh, let's go to today and uh, let me see if my little clicker is working oh I believe it, yes don't blink. We're going to start with the song. We're going to start with the song today. Because there's, there's a lot that comes from the song. You're going, wow. Two videos in one sermon. I hope I don't fall asleep. I don't think so. Kind of like the last one. Listen to the lyrics. And then, Jesus, you show us how to navigate our day today. You show us how to live in love for you today. You show us what's important, who it is that we're to speak to kindly today. You show us, Lord, the trajectory of life and when you're going to return so we can be ready and count our days. You show us an opportunity to learn truth and have it set us free, as it says in John eight, thirty, thirty-one. 31. Jesus, help us to be about your business today. Forgive us corporately when we're not. In your precious name, amen. What's the song about? What conclusions can we draw? I heard some Yeah, life. And, and what about life? How quickly, it goes. How quickly it goes. Yeah. I remember the nurse and her husband and her youngest daughter was just born and, and uh, they said, yeah, you guys going to be driving before you know it at 16. It's like, stop it. Now she's not only 16, she's 32, has a family in Virginia. Yeah, it goes by quick. It goes by so quick. What are some other conclusions we can draw from the video? Take the time to watch and love and do the important things. Well, tell me what the important things are again, Pastor, cuz you're you got 20 minutes to speak and you know, this is uh, supposed to be your time. Yeah, good. Uh, but I like the brainstorm. It's just powerful. So, if we're if we're knowing that the computer can take us off the mark pretty easy and time can really go by, we're in our living room at times, and I'm on my computer working on something, and we've got like Bob Newhart show on TV. Love Bob Newhart. Anyway, um, Liz has got her work computer there, and we're just kind of hanging out. We're together, but, but we're kind of alone. And so if you do enough of that, you'll feel like you're together. Uh, we will always take dinner, though, turn everything off, go to the table, and converse. But even connecting it with our digital tools in the living room, we got to be careful about that as well. It's just like, because we're just not going to stay the same. Time flies. Well, yeah, because your family are your cheerleaders, believe it or not. That's why last week we really challenged people to speak life, not death. Yeah, that's going to be huge. But it takes time because habits develop. Bad habits develop, and they take a long time to be undone. They just do. So let's dive into this. Quite a bit different from last week, but yet still, Lord, to honor you and to see what you would have for us. Let's look at the Lord, his life. Tell me this. How old was Jesus when he died? It's a trick question. It's a trick question. I'm going to say 38, 37. Let's just look why. And we'll talk about why So we talk about the brevity of life. So the life of Jesus, doing the math, 5 B.C. to 1 B.C., four years, so... If the edict that King Herod put out, and he died in 4 B.C., and he put it out that uh, to Jerusalem and the surrounding areas that all boys two years and younger be killed. So Jesus would have been one or two at that time. So, so that would have put his you know, birth at 5 B.C., maybe 6 B.C. And by the way, that, that nasty Herod, it's, um, it's actually called the Massacre of the Innocent. And, uh, and it was just that. It was just that. And then we've got AD 1 to 33. And the best research from theologians that I can see is April 3rd, AD 33. AD 30 is the second best, probably guess. But uh, so based on the number of Passover feasts Jesus observed, don't say, no, it's two and a half. And, I mean, we don't need to argue. It's not salvation. It's not an essential. But he ministered 3.5 years. So 37 is a short life. There are much shorter lives. But this is, this is a short life. So what's important to Jesus and his life? He's fully God, 100% God, and 100% man. They call it the hypostatic hypostatic union. And so it's just like, whoa. Okay, uh, one person, two, uh, kind of two natures there. And it's, it's interesting. How did Jesus navigate his short life? What did he see? And if we look at him in his humanity, you see when his, in his humanity, you say, it's not my time to know when the Father is going to return. And it's like, well, he's God. Colossians two nine, Jesus is God, so why is he confused about when the Father is going to come? Well, he was acting in his humanity at that time, and so that's what makes the most sense. So, true or false with these verses? True or false? Give me a thumbs up if it's true. Thumbs down if it's false. Uh, John six thirty eight through forty. Jesus came to earth to do the will of the Father. Thumbs up, thumbs down. And if you don't vote, that means you're going to sleep, which is okay too. Take five minutes. If you're tired, if you're up all night, take five minutes. You know, don't snore. Take five minutes, doze off, come back, and we'll pick up where you left off. No legalism here. No legalism here. No legalism in Christ. Romans 8.1. Okay, uh, good. Yeah, that, that is correct. That is correct. How about Jesus pray to understand his Father's will about where he would minister and teach? Oh, oh that's weird. Okay, I'm going to surmise. I'm going to surmise and step out. If you read the passage, I'm going to say, uh, true. You, you surmise. You look. You read the passage, and we'll, and we'll talk more. <coughs> and again, we can agree to disagree. But if you do disagree, please email Marlin. I just try to be funny, and it works sometimes. Jesus spent all night praying before he chose his apostles. Yeah, yeah, text, yeah, yeah. Read, read the text, and, um, and, and, and that's really explicit. We don't need to even surmise on that one or, or, or interject or infer um, on that one. No, spent all night praying before he chose his apostles. Okay, fair enough. So we're going to see if Jesus could pray and prayed and he he, he prayed long periods of time. I don't know about you, but after 10 minutes, I'm in the bedroom and I start looking for something to fixate on. I need to cut my nails so bad. In the middle of prayer, anybody but me? Been there? Done the t-shirt? Oh, yeah. In the middle of prayer, oh yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, that's the one thing the devil doesn't want us to be a part of. Let's go on. Please note the prayer emphasis to know the Father's will. Luke 5, 16. But he would draw to desolate places and pray, Jesus would. In the days he went out to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. Wow. I, I can be influenced by Jesus, hopefully. And, and I can concentrate. And, and I can find myself not hearing my phone buzz, even though it's upside down and it's five feet away so I can't reach it. But I talk myself out. I talk myself into turning it over and going and taking a quick prayer break. Well, that leads to an urgency... Somebody can't go somewhere or do something unless I say something or I pay attention to them. We get taken out of life so easy, so often. And there's such a fascination for this world and the things of this world. I know that because I see it, and I want more of it, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, not not going to clubs, not, 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 not that kind of stuff. But just a little bit of, um, I guess, just a little bit of happiness. So I think in my brain, which actually ends up being a gray area that turns to bondage. It does. But it's taken me almost, well, 50-something years to kind of figure this out. Shapers. Shapers. Mark one thirty-five, and rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. I guess morning devotions are not, are not, not a bad thing. Especially with Romans 12, verse 2, where we renew our minds so we know God's will for the day, the week, the month. We've we, we got to know God's will. We've got to know that Savior. After leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. Later that night, the boat was in the middle of the lake, and he was alone on the land. So prayer. God focused on prayer. Prayer changes things. Prayer makes my family run incredibly smoothly. And then when there's a hardship, there's peace that comes because of prayer. Oh, you're still going to be with trouble. John 16, Jesus says, on this earth you will have trouble. But part B of that verse, but take heart, I have overcome life itself, sin, sickness, and death. And I paraphrase. <laughs> yeah, so Jesus. Jesus prayed. Emphasis prayer. Hey, does anybody know the name besides me, Dr. Billy Graham? Okay, Dr. Billy Graham, look at Dr. Billy Graham's stats. Dr. Billy Graham preached the gospel of Jesus Christ to some 215 million people who attended one of his more than 400 crusades, simulcasts, and evangelistic rallies in more than 185 countries and territories. Oh, my goodness! Like the premier evangelist. Well... Let's look to see if Billy Graham has any regrets. He lived a life of noble character, above reproach. Got a little 60-second video for you. <laughs> Sorry, it just so happens that there were three in one sermon. <laughs> uh, or one day. Um, check this out. <laughs> If you were to do things over again, would you do it differently? Yes. I would study more. I would pray more. Travel less. Take less speaking engagements. I took too many of them. In too many places around the world. If I had to do over again, I'd spend more time In meditation and prayer and just telling the Lord how much I love Him and adore Him. And I'm looking forward to the time we're going to spend together for eternity. Wow. Wow. So people that have gone before us, The fact that there's this this opportunity to pray. And I'll guarantee you, if you pray and you separate yourself from your family, say you pray in the morning, you have a devotion, you go back in the afternoon, have a meditation and prayer time, you will be persecuted at times. You will be persecuted. Scripture tells us that. Even with our families, Sometimes they won't understand. And so we're thinking, this could be a stretch, but a step out for Jesus will bring a blessing and a peace to your life that you can't get from the world. Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. If you meditate in the Hebrew, it says day and night. Fancy way in the Hebrew, that's just all the time. You'll be like a tree whose leaves do not wither, whose roots are firmly planted. You're going, Golly, wait a minute, there's something to this. So I can pray more than once. If I'm distracted with everything in my devotion and prayer time, I can know that's a ploy of the enemy to be distracted and not be able to, uh, well, the enemy's saying, not overcome. Because be honest. You're distracted, and all of a sudden, you're taken out of your game? I'm already walking to the door to go to the living room. I'm making a commitment to say, I'm done, Jesus. And it was the littlest distraction that got me to the door. Our great Dane knocks at the door. Not really knocks, but she kind of just nudges. <laughs> you know, it makes noise. That takes me up out of prayer. Let's vow to say no more distractions. No more distractions. Yeah, pastor, it sounds like no more distractions for you. Because I'm missing it. I'm missing life. Because I'm not, I'm not willing to pray. I'm not willing to pray. Just, all night, Jesus. I take 15 minutes and think, we are the champions, my friend. 15 minutes before the Lord, just in prayer. Come on, Don. You're just scratching the surface. Oh, what life could be birthed before me, before you, if we would just give up some of the world and pray. And you know, when we pray, we could say, Lord, we adore you. Lord, here's thanksgiving. Lord, here's confession. Because we know it brings open and bursts open our spiritual eyes to see. And here's my supplication. If you have your Bibles today, turn to Luke, Luke 10. I hope that's Luke 10. I didn't put it in there. If it's not, it's Mary and Martha. <laughs> what would you suppose the issue is regarding the challenge of praying? Is it Luke 10? 38? Good. Whew. Mary and Martha. Who's the older sister? Probably, listed first. Probably. Probably. Don't know for sure, but probably. Is there a brother involved? Who? <laughs> yeah. Very good. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened. To their teaching. I know from the Gospel of John, where were these people living? In Bethany, kind of like a hill that oversees Jerusalem, and they were right across from the Target. Okay. Just kidding, there wasn't Target, there was Walmart. (laughs) Um, But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Now the emphasis is kind of mine. <laughs> okay. Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. Ooh, when he says it twice, there's just a little more emphasis. Now, now grant it. in the Greek... It's a love, gentle emphasis. Super love and gentle emphasis. That's right. Jesus and them were friends. I'm going to guess, and this is not in the text, not in the text, but I'm going to guess that they were friends from maybe before Jesus' ministry. I'm just guessing, okay? And, And that's not even good conjecture, but I would imagine because if you see the text, they, they seem jovial. They seem alive. They seem like they're friends. Okay, I digress. Verse 41 But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Mary, Mary is a disciple. Jesus wants to be at Jesus' feet to learn. That's amazing. That's beautiful. I guess we can see Martha's bent out of shape. Martha's bent on hospitality, which is good. It's not great. Cutting my nails, okay, that's okay? <laughs> Not great. Martha, Martha may have this hang-up about hospitality. What if? What if, really, the disciples are there with Jesus? I mean, we don't know. And there's all this work. Jesus says it can wait. Time with me is priority one. And so when we see this, when we see this, we're going, wow, Hospitality was huge in the first century. That would have been a big deal. But Jesus says, I'm more important. No matter what criticism or, or, or what, what Martha would have had to endure, Jesus says, it's not as important as me. The uncleanly house, stuff not put away, stuff not ready. Ready. Some of us have hang ups. We have the personality, it's like perfecting ourselves to death, and everything's got to be perfect. And God's saying, No, it doesn't. God <laughs> says, I'm perfect. And when you've got time with me, spend time with me. Don't blow it. Don't blow it like this. So today, at seven minutes after 11, would you make a commitment? with me that we, would, that we would take prayer to a new level for the lost people in this community for the church for your neighbors, for your family as the band comes I hope you're coming as the band comes <laughs> hey pastor you should probably read the bulletin in the morning or something as the band comes if you would be willing to make a new commitment to Jesus in praying would you come forward and just go before Jesus at the altar and make your commitment I don't think yay or nay happy times they're here sad times they're not it's between you and jesus if you don't even think you need more prayer maybe that's maybe that's something inside called pride saying we're good well we're good until we go to the doctor and find out we're not so good in a moment when we say if you'd like to come up and make a commitment to prayer go as the spirit leads if he doesn't if there's just nothing pray for others and then for some reason if you need salvation you go, what's this salvation thing? You said don't take communion because it's uh you need to be born again first. Then come talk to me. Or Marlon, could we get some counselors, some some ladies, some men to come up that would be willing to receive people? That'd be awesome. Awesome. Come on. Yeah. We're just asking people to make a commitment. It's so easy to come to church and you leave. Yeah, that was okay, but there were three videos today. Don't know what the pastor was thinking. It's so easy. Check the box. But, but, but we start in going to the house where we entertain Jesus right when we leave here today. Not that we've been to the house Oh, that's part of our worship come if you will come with a prayer request. we'll have one prayer for everyone in just a couple minutes as we close